trigger warning discussions of sexual assault involved in this episode. Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can. Great. I'm going to apologize in advance. I'm having a rough allergy morning and I've been sniffling and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I got up this morning and I was like, hmm, feels like allergies. And then I went outside to walk ducky and I was like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I apologize in advance. I'm sure you'll do your best to remove all the sniffling, but dear listener, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably keep that in just so I can have that. As a right, disclaimer right. It's a little, little disclaimer at the beginning that you did that your I best. Missed. Yeah. Anyway. Anyhow. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the Snifflecast. The oh great. <laughs> the Feeny Call. Yes, the Feeny Call. That is true. We're talking about Boy Meets World season three, episode nine. Nine. Yes, the last temptation of Corey is the title. Ooh, boy, oh boy, do I have some thoughts it's, about this episode? Right? Yep. It's, <laughs> I re- I'm not kidding. I woke up this morning, like brewed myself a cup of coffee, and was like, "Okay, time to watch an episode of Boy Meets World." And I went to go click on the episode, saw the title, and saw the thumbnail of the episode, and it's got Missy Robinson in it. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, yeah. I was not emotionally prepared. Oh for man, this episode, this episode this does not hold up. <laughs> No, not even a little. Not a not bit. Even a little. And I can't wait to get into that. Who's uh, on the Gertie. recap first? You are on the recap Ooh, for this one. boy. Okay. <laughs> so prepare yourself. Blow your nose if you need to. Let <laughs> me get a good sniff in before it. All right. Oh, yeah. oh great. <laughs> Yum. That was... Mm. And here we go. Topanga is sick and Corey is at school and all of a sudden he realizes that people want to flirt with him. Feeney assigns a group project in Corey in an effort not to work with Trini. Pairs up with Missy Robinson who keeps hitting on him. Uh, Missy invites Corey and Sean to a party. They get there and find out that the party is actually just going to be the four of them so that they can all make out and hook up. And upon uh, freaking out, Corey is like, no, I shouldn't be here. And then Missy uh, sexually assaults him in a closet. And (laughs) uh, Corey freaks out, runs away, goes to get ice cream for Topanga, tells Topanga and she forgives him entirely too quickly yes time. Time, yeah i was gonna say that was actually other than not hitting the b-plot that was a pretty good uh that it was I good almost forgot what it. the b-plot was <laughs> i was like you it's, said the b-plot and i was like what is the b-plot oh yeah eric it's and so the baseball picture thing nonsense yes yeah. it, i wish there was no b-plot and that we had afforded those six minutes of screen time to resolving this episode. I 1000% <laughs> Because this episode I, I, does not resolve. No. no. There's so many. I'm just like. Wh- right. Okay. There is yeah. there's anyway. no resolution to this episode. No. Uh, it, it entirely feels like they get to that scene in Jubbies at the end. And Corey tells Topanga she has this weird moment with him. And like. It was like they wanted to do a big like two scene. She storms out. He cut like. And then they make amends. And they were like, no, 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 we're out of time. And they're like, oh, fuck it. I don't know, man. Just, right? just fucking roll the credits and then I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. yep. like it entirely feels like they ran out of time. Fun facts before we get into all that is the com- comedy of casual sexual assault. Oh, are you asking? Is that a question? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a fun okay. fact? So the girl who plays Missy Robinson, Elizabeth Arnois, 
So she actually starred with Will Friedle in the 98 DCOM. My, My date with the president's, president's daughter. daughter. Oh. That's her. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> and I didn't even recognize it until I looked more into her. But also another little like fun tidbit about this episode or like one of the pop culture things that they reference is um, because her name is Missy Robinson, Corey references The Graduate when he says, you're trying to seduce me. Mm. Um, and Will Daniels was in The Graduate. That's true. So that's another fun like graduate other than that in the pool where Corey is diving for the gloves. Those are like some fun little little elbows mm -hmm. to uh, mm -hmm. William Daniels past acting career. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, my, my short fun fact, and this is just something, this is not something I researched at all. I just really enjoyed it. When mm -hmm. Missy says, and don't worry, your girlfriend Topo Gigio won't mind at all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, which I think is really funny for those not aware. It's a reference to uh, Popo Gigio, which is the common Italian way of saying Santa Claus. And in the Santa Claus with Tim Allen, uh, he's in the interrogation room. And they're like, what is your name? And he is like saying all the different international ways to say Santa Claus. And one of my favorite deliveries of all time is when he goes, Popo Gigio. Oh my God, uh, you're right. So, I forgot that that happened. Yes. So that is what the, that's what Topo Gigio. That's hysterical. I 100%, I didn't realize that that was in like the, archives of my brain until you right just you said like it, i said I'm it like, and now you can imagine oh, tim allen going Gigio. Yes, <laughs> i see the scene in my head exactly it's always been one of my favorite uh moments in in film <laughs> it's hilarious wild oh i do have one last fun fact it's very small mm. so this was Lindsay mckeon's first acting role she plays libby the girl who sean ends up making out with she comes back later this is very interesting to me for some reason. She comes back later in the first Girlfriends Club episode where they all tie him up in the uh -huh. ski lodge. Yeah. And she like talks about how Sean is like a heartbreaker or whatever. That's the only other episode that we see her in, but they never dated. Hmm. But she's in that episode and she's one of the girls who's like, fuck Sean Hunter, blah, blah, blah. I I'm very interested in this for some reason. Despite but anyway, her... all that... <laughs> Yeah, despite her just making out with him and then them running right. away. That she's like, Sean Hunter broke my heart. And I'm like, or he was running out of fear for, you know, Missy's father. Mm -hmm. But whatever. But yeah, this was her first acting role ever in Boy Meets World. Oh. Like her first professional credit. So Megan, what did you learn in this episode? I, it was hard, but I thought about the, t the title of the episode because it's called The Last <laughs> Temptation of Corey. And so I thought about what temptation how temptation kind of played into this episode. And while I don't believe Corey was necessarily entirely in the wrong in this episode, because he was assaulted. Uh -huh. um, what I kind of got was succumbing to a temptation may feel good in the moment, but you ultimately hurt yourself and those you love or the other people around you. Cause it might seem like it's fun. And then, Obviously, Topanga's like, I don't feel good. What do I do? Like, you shouldn't feel good. I don't feel good. And you don't want to make the people that you care about feel like that. Uh -huh. So. There's some irony in the title of this episode being The Last Temptation of Corey Matthews. And uh -huh. and then to. Because it's right, not. Right, because it's not. Because <laughs> uh, it's not. Because he doesn't right, get it. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, too, because, like just from an ironic perspective, this one's the last temptation of Corey Matthews when it's really like 
maybe he's tempted, but he is ultimately assaulted, right? Whereas Correct, two yeah. seasons from now, he will be That's tempted like and like gives in yeah. to temptation. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and and that's a little more genuine temptation. And also I think it even, it, it kind of plays into the B plot because same thing with Eric. It's like, okay, he spent $200 and he's like, this is a guarantee. This is like a, a solid gold way to earn some money. And then he gambled on something and was out $200. So, like, while it might seem a sure thing, you can end up hurting yourself. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't succumb to monetary temptation either. <laughs> that was a reach. No, yeah, know. no, it's, that's, I agree. And <laughs> that, like, I was watching this episode and it was hard for me to take away something other than mm-hmm. some, like, disgust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, like, what's, what's the lesson here? And so, like, I tried to think about, like, who... Who learns something, right, is, is what I was thinking about. And and I really struggled to answer that question because I don't know that Corey learned. I don't I also don't think Corey does anything wrong per se. Yeah. I think that it's it's such a great area. I mean, we'll get into it. Right, that, right. It's That's why I was area. like, I don't know, like I wanted to say, like, oh, Corey learns this, but then I was like, well, he knew, like he didn't learn anything because mm-hmm. he, in my opinion, didn't really do anything wrong so i guess the the idea being you know like maybe his aversion to partnering with trini is really the the big crime of this episode yeah yeah uh, or, <laughs> yeah. or Corey's, Poor trini. Corey's big Jeez. crime in this episode right and like his big mistake there is that he is so annoyed by trini that he would rather put himself in this situation than be her partner which is a mistake, but I don't, I wouldn't say he learns <laughs> anything from that. Yeah. I don't know, you know? And so that's, it was hard for me to, to glean a lesson out of this one. I think that you kind of put it pretty well in that, you know, trying to be cautious about those temptations and how they can yeah. not only impact you, but also the people you care about. And I think that the biggest thing is I, again, I don't think that Corey was in the wrong for the most part, but there's a line that he crossed, like he got to a spot where if he were really not tempted or not, I don't want to say into it, because I don't think he was necessarily into uh-huh. it, but he wasn't not into it uh-huh. either. He was like, oh, circumstances led me here. Oh, well, like he just kind of throws up his hands. As soon as she says, though, because I, I wrote in my notes, I was like, at what point did it all go south? And was it when they showed up or was it when... She says, that's why I like you. And he's like, you like me? And at that moment, he should have been like, all right, it's time for me to make my leave. I can't, sure. I can't do that's this. That's entirely like, too mature sorry. of a decision for him to make. <laughs> yes, it's true. But he, well, yeah, it's complicated because he makes it. He does in the closet. He doesn't uh-huh. stay and keep kissing her or whatever. Like he, he gets right. out of there and he says, I can't do this. It's just he makes the decision too late. He makes it after his appetite has already been, you know, satisfied a little bit. Yeah. So that's why I don't think that Corey's necessary because he does get assaulted. Like it's, it's a whole, it's a whole thing, but I also, which this is the second time, my God, people just like quartering Corey and just kissing Mm -hmm. him. It's, this is the second time in, in three seasons that we've seen this happen. It's, it's, it's not, he's entirely in the wrong, but he did make a bad choice yes 
it's interesting, right? Because, you know, I, when you're mm-hmm. at any age, that sort of situation can be tough when a, mm-hmm. a very attractive person is, is interested in you and making advances towards you. Um, especially if you are completely unaccustomed to those advances and that you consider yeah. yourself traditionally unattractive and do not experience that situation often. Uh, and it's foreign yes. to you, your, your primate brain is, is wired for that. You're like, Oh, this is great. You know, <laughs> you're, you're going to get yep. those, those quick hits of dopamine and, and, and serotonin to let you know, like, this is great. Go reproduce, uh, <laughs> you know, and, yep. and, and that's, that's the, the animal primate part of your brain there that is going to do that. And you have to use the more evolved social part of your brain to say, no, wait, hang on. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Which can be a very difficult thing to do, especially when your brain is wildly unevolved as a 13 year old's 14 year old is. Correct. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, and that you've got a, a solid 11 years left of developing there. So I recognize the difficulty there and bears resemblance to some situations I felt I experienced in, in high school. Yeah. In some capacities. And very specifically when I, when I was 14, I do remember I was in this like on again, off again relationship currently off again, but very close Mm -hmm. to being on again, as in like had -hmm. already talked. And then the next day we were on again, but before the next day (laughs) I was in this like dramatic, alone situation with another friend of mine who I had some romantic history and flirtationship kind of thing with, uh, who I then Mm -hmm. kissed that night. And then the Mm -hmm. next day got back together with this other girl and did not tell her for months. And then someone did tell her and then that didn't go well, obviously. Uh, (laughs) Nope. um, Oh, especially not in high school. Oh my God. Of course. So I, I, I recognize this situation in some capacity, my situation was a little different in that I, I felt neither, neither one of us felt like trapped or cornered in this situation. It was a matter of like, we were both yes. here as, as willing participants. That happened. Actually, I was the Topanga in this situation. I had a friend who kissed my boyfriend in uh-huh. high school and he can, he told me afterwards and I was upset. I did forgive him, but it took me a while yeah. <laughs> yeah. to get there. And it took me even longer to forgive her, which I now realize is very, was very sexist of me. Mm. But I think, I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's so hard, especially when you are in high school, because everything is like heightened by all this emotion and all these hormones and things like that. It's way different when you're, you know, our age now we have, we can use our logic and reasoning that we've learned over the years. Right, right. But you don't quite have but that. But contextualizing it at, at the age that, that they're age. at, it, it is, it, that's a wildly challenging situation to be in. It is. It's, and especially when she corners right. him in that closet. I, that's, regardless of like what happened, whether or not like he kissed her, whether or not they did more than just kiss, like she would not let him out of uh-huh. that closet. Like this is, this is not just light. No, I couldn't stop matter. thinking <laughs> like what would happen if this exact same plot took place on girl meets world with Riley mm-hmm. in Corey's situation and some boy in Missy's situation. Yes. Like it's, it's oh, clearly disgusting. There would be rioting. Right. In the right, right. Right. It's clearly yeah. like, and I, here's the thing. I think this episode could still very easily be produced on a sitcom today and, and still play for the same yeah. stupid comedy that it is quote unquote. 
yes. in, in much the same way, which kind of disgusts me because what it what it does is really further this implication that men can't be victims of sexual assault. But Correct. no one would ever put this episode on TV that was two teenage boys tricking two teenage girls into coming to their basement so nope. that they can hook up with them, you know, and, and the reverse Mm-mm. gender situation there. We would never watch that happen on TV and then watch as a boy no. just traps a girl in a closet and fondles her. Like, we've seen that on TV in dramas and it's and it's That's rape true. and sexual yeah. assault and, and we're supposed to be disgusted by it. We've seen right. it in <laughs> Right, and yet here we are watching <laughs> a, a children's sitcom in which we're playing this sexual assault for laughs because it's a girl mm-hmm. doing it to a boy. And yep. it's, it, it just, it, I don't know. It blew my mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was yeah. like, this is fucked up. This is. <laughs> and there's a darker, almost like a darker underbelly of it as well, where it's like, okay, if this was a female versus male, it's clearly a, a scary situation because he could easily overpower her. But the situation is kind of the same here where it's like, if Corey really wanted to, he could overpower Missy, I'm sure. But that's also then he's not going to be like, I'm, I'm going to attack this girl to get out of this closet. Like it's it's way it goes way darker where he's like truly trapped in this. Right. Because he's like a, he's a kind, gonna, passive human who has been girl. very well yeah. conditioned to respect women in some capacities, I suppose. We've seen him clearly disrespect yeah. women throughout. But in, but he knows well enough not to like hit a woman and not to hit <laughs> you know a like woman, that's yeah. a part of his constructs and so and he's so yes. he's not gonna fight his way out of here no he can't uh, unless he wants well and then she can pull the whole like he attacked me and da, da, da. like there's an entire like darker mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. that could have occurred had he tried to get out of that closet he was truly mm-hmm. forced i think into we this situation we are we are her. steps away from that situation happening when dad comes home and they flip the switch and Correct. say get the hell yeah. out of here that just makes it more fucked yeah. up and that like you brought these yeah. people into your house to sexually assault them and now you are making it their fault that they're here and putting all of the mm-hmm the pressure on them to get the hell out of here prior to get getting the hell out, yeah. uh, physically assaulted by, by your father. <laughs> like yep. what this is, it's fucking insane. <laughs> she like, we've, we've, we've seen some pretty shitty women on this show or shitty young girls. I should say, as far as like girlfriends that Eric is dated and Corey is dated, but like, there, I don't think any of them is shittier than Missy Robinson. I think she's the worst. Arguably, I would say she's worse than Lauren. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, Missy, it. Missy is I way worse than, worse than Lauren. I don't think Lauren. I, I mean, yeah. I don't know. We can get into this two seasons from now, but I don't think Lauren is a bad person. I was gonna say. <laughs> I, I, oh, we're gonna have, we're gonna have some people come at us with torches when we talk about this episode, but. Yeah. Um, it's fine. Whatever. We'll, it'll we'll take get there when we get there. Um, no, Missy, Missy might yeah. be one of the worst people uh missy missy's up there with fred savage (laughs) (laughs) yes that's so true she is like the younger female equivalent missy and fred savage Savage are the only two people on the show to my knowledge that sexually assault (laughs) someone that's Uh, true could be wrong maybe it happens somewhere else and we'll come across it but (laughs) i will find it I, I maybe you could consider the girls tying Sean oh, up yeah, in that, that uh, pretty fucked up in that house, but yeah, it's just fucking insane what happens in this is. episode and what is played for laughs. And it makes me sad mm-hmm. that over twenty years later, I still very much so think 
that an episode like this could get put on a network sitcom and played for laughs oh, sure. with basically the same setup. It's terrible. All right. Well, yeah, the whole time I was like, wow, they would, uh, the spiritual successor, you know, to the, show, the, the successor with Girl Meets World, like mm-hmm. if this exact same episode happened with those mm-hmm. main characters getting oh, yeah. tricked into this basement for to make out with these girls or, you know, guys in that version. That would be fucking yep. wild. That's and that's the thing is you say like if they were and I'm I'm thinking in my brain well that exactly. would never have happened exactly like, like they wouldn't that would be they wouldn't would air that. Disney Channel Nobody, like, taking a nose if I went into the writers yeah. room and was like okay here's my script our main characters are tricked by two other people to come to a party at their basement and it turns out it's not a party and the other people that tricked them tricked our main characters to be there are really just trying to hook up with them. And our main characters are unwilling yep. participants who are that. Like, if I if I remove the gender terms from this summary, and I make it all about like main mm-hmm. characters are tricked into a situation in which they are unwilling participants in sexual activity, <laughs> like like it's yeah. very clear, <laughs> you know, like it it's very is. clear in that sentence yeah. that that's not yeah. something we're going to put on TV. But when I'm like, oh, these teenage boys who don't know what to do with their hands are tricked by these hot girls to come to the basement who want to make out with them and they're fumbling around and silly. Like then you're like, oh, okay, maybe we could put that on TV. And that's fucked up. (laughs) The roughest part of it is it's kind of playing on like a very sexist, uh, what I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, sexist. It's like an exploitation of sexism in that you can, you can obviously do this where girls trick guys into coming mm-hmm. down here and it's not a problem, but it's also playing on the fact that they're like, boys will be boys and they can't control themselves. The The girls know what they're doing and guys yeah. cannot control. Oh, I agree. I, I don't think it's low key. I think it's, it's high key sexism. That, like, <laughs> <laughs> I will, but I th- it's not even explicitly said because Corey does in a way control himself from letting things spiral out of control. But at the same time, he couldn't help but get in one because it's just like, oh, boys will be boys. They can't help themselves in that situation. They're not going to say no to a pretty girl. Like, it's it's got that whole like so guys are scummy and they cheat and girls just walk yeah, away yeah, scot free you know because then imagine if if Corey in our in our fictitious world is a female character who goes home to her parents and says and they're like how was the party and she says oh it was terrible actually it wasn't a party i was tricked and brett and his friend just wanted to hook up with us and i was stuck in a closet where he nibbled mm-hmm. my ear and kissed me like fucking riot, yep. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, yep, yeah. It's there's there's no no hand, yeah, you know, no question. Whereas in in this set, well, no, it's I okay. Think... It's just in this setup, oh, if, ahead, if Corey were to go home and say that exact same thing, I almost fear for Alan and Amy's reaction because yeah, I it, agree. It feels like Amy might have a well-tempered reaction, but that Alan might be like, "Hey, mm-hmm. you know," and some like elbow nudging. Yeah. So I'm guessing I'm glad we don't yep. see that. Uh. <laughs> Same. Well, and here's the thing that I thought at the end of the episode when I was talking to Topanga, I'm like, if you explain the situation, like, I think she forgives him too quickly for what he agree. said I'm like, I was watching this and I was like, Corey doesn't fully but explain what happened. Explained, <laughs> no, if he had explained, then I feel like it would be entirely, and right. then she should forgive him in not even it can be hard for her to like obviously trust him to like 
not necessarily go pl- to places alone, but it can be, she can be like, you know what? You lost a little bit of my trust. It's going to take some time mm-hmm. to regain that. But at the same time, it's like, it wasn't, no, I, it yeah, wasn't I completely agree. Like, Watching this really, happen. I was like, okay, Tang- Topanga's reaction makes sense for what really happened, but Corey does not explain what Correct. really happened. He doesn't. So it's almost no. as if Topanga like yes, actually knows what precisely. happened. <laughs> I mean, she's got a figure. Well, because Corey says with he Corey kissed. Being as kind he of just like he awkward. just says like it was weird, it was uncomfortable. I don't know. I kissed her, and like he doesn't say like, oh yeah, she trapped me in a closet and she trapped and, me, like, yeah, sexually assaulted me. Like you know, she doesn't he doesn't lead with any of that information mm-hmm. that would, in my opinion, warrant Topanga's ultimate reaction. But yeah, I 100 percent agree. Maybe I that's what that really it's... happened in the writers' room. Uh, Maybe Corey had a better explanation, and they were like, "We got to cut a minute and a half off this episode." <laughs> Damn it! You could have gotten rid of both. B-plots, I know. Too, I know. I don't care. The Feeny B plot. The Feeny B plot is better than the Eric B plot. Eric B plot's fucking a oh, big waste of time at this point. I don't give a shit about this. This being bad. Yeah, exactly. Dumbass who gets hit with a baseball. That's stupid. I wish that one were gone entirely. And that we had just had yeah. the Feeny B plot, I think, is a fun time with the little the walkathon and him hustling Eli. That's a good time. Oh, he's so we're funny. here for that. I love watching Feeny get excited at the mm-hmm. beginning when he like sits down and he's like, ah, boy, Johnny. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I love it when he gets excited. Should we move to MVPs then? Who Who is your MVP? Sure. Um, my MVP. Yeah. My MVP is Topanga, actually. Because with the information that she was given, she responds so well and Mm -hmm. in such a mature fashion that to a point where I don't even know, I, I did, I know for a fact, I did not react Mm -hmm. that way when this happened to me in high school. I think she has such a graceful way of handling it, giving him a little dig with him taking, inviting Trini over to his house. It's kind of like her way of kind of, I I don't want to say getting even because that's Mm -hmm. not what it should be, but it kind of is, but it's a sitcom. So, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, she has that little dig of like inviting Trini over and like getting him sick, but she is so forgiving and and surprisingly understanding for the little information, what little information she has of the situation. She handles it like a true grown up. And like even even in her speech, the way that she says, how do what what do I do now? Like, what do I do with this information? And he's like, I don't feel good. And she's like, I don't feel good either. She's like so she's very articulate with expressing her feelings and expressing what's going on in her brain during this. Cause she's so, and even at the beginning when he's talking about going to the party and she's like, you should go. It sounds like fun. Like she's so supportive and she is just everything that I think you should be as a significant other. You should trust first. You should be supportive. And I think that she's Mm. just, she is that. And that's a, that's such a mature thing. That's yeah. just a, that's an adult thing that she is, that she's acting the way that she's acting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's a great point. I think, you're, so, I think you're totally anyway. right there. I was struggling. No, 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 no. I think it was it's very a good long point, though, and I was but... kind of struggling to come up with an MVP because much like I said earlier, I was struggling to come up with like who learned shit in this one. <laughs> and, yep. you know, I, yeah, I was tempted true. to like throw it over to Feeny. <laughs> for... <laughs> I mean, I kind of expected you to. Uh, a part a of me is like, bit. maybe you should. I don't know. You know, <laughs> I mean, you can. We've had I'm not kidding. It's episode nine and we've had the same MVP for yeah. every single episode. So if you want to throw Feeny I, I think I'm gonna. I'm going to give it to Feeny. 
because here's the thing everything you said about Tanga rings true and yet at the same time when i come down to like Mm -hmm. the 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 person in this episode who i really feel like nails all their beats well and like hits everything that they're supposed to hit Mm -hmm. and and achieves their goal and and so on and so forth like it's it's feeny you know because i disagree with his reaction at the end of this episode based on the information provided. And so that, that for me is a big hindrance. Yeah. One thing I do want to point out though, that I just remembered as I'm kind of regaling Feeney in my mind, he does say that janitor bud has pledged $4 a mile and he is no longer janitor bud. Yes. Um, as we just had a whole thing about it. No. They must have called him janitor bud, even though he's a secretary now. Sure. I that's guess all, so. That's the only explanation. Uh, for, I since I did not, I didn't catch it in my recap. The Feeney B plot is he's doing a walkathon for charity and he hustles Eli into giving him 50 bucks a mile and ends up mm-hmm. walking 10 miles. And, <laughs> and so that's, and that's a good old time. And so, I mean, that's the thing too. It's for charity. It's not like Feeney's keeping this money for himself. He hustles this money for charity. We don't know what charity. He's giving I his money somewhere I judgment. It's got to be something good. Yeah. So I'm going to give it to Feeney. Yay. Finally, Sorry. one different. Real quick. I tallied the totals up for each character and how many times we have given them for season, just for season one and season okay. two, um, as far as MVP goes. So... We have a lot of one-offs. Minkus, Joey, Harley, Ubaldo, and the car dealer have one-offs. And then um, we have five for Morgan. We have eight for Corey and Topanga. We have 10 for Eric, 11 for Turner, 13 for Alan, 14 for Amy, and 17 is Feeney. So Feeney is in the lead, even though it doesn't seem like we give it to him a lot, which I don't think we have He hasn't been the main influence in Corey's life this season. So he's in first. Amy is in second, Alan is in third, and Turner is in fourth. Yeah. So it's all the adult yeah, figures. Yeah. Go figure. All right. <laughs> I like that. Um, so that's after season two. And then obviously when we're done with season three, I'll I'll tally and come back. But I was just I was going through it the other day and I was uh-huh. like, I haven't tallied no, these great. in a while. Really so yeah. <laughs> Anything uh, that doesn't I was about the to say that doesn't hold up in uh, pretty uh, much the entire episode. But um no, I don't think yep. anything else. The one thing I want to say before we sign off, though, is probably my favorite moment in this episode is where Corey goes, anchovy. And Sean goes, anchovy. And he goes, yeah, anchovy. I don't know why that tickled me yeah. as much as it did, but it got me. I mm. I, I guess something I noticed, too, that I meant to, so for, forgot to mention in my in my ire is that I'm pretty sure this is the same basement we've seen every time the kids have been in a basement. <laughs> yes, I'm pretty sure this right. is the last. This is it's the, the geek, geek party, party basement. basement. I it's, think it's the it's, same it's, one. And the makeout party basement. I think it's the same basement. I agree. I'm pretty sure. But that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, I had. I'm pretty sure it's the same one. I do think, like, I love I love Feeney and I stand by my MVP, but stealing, stealing, hustling $500 out of UI. <laughs> is pretty rough in that Eli probably does not. He probably make maybe he makes five hundred dollars no, a week no. at best. You know, <laughs> you know, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. so that's that's maybe a little maybe a little too much. Yeah, um, poor Eli. Anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> Actually, what I, year was this? In ninety five, the average 95. teacher made thirty six thousand dollars. That's in current dollars. Adjusted for inflation, it would have been like thirty six thousand dollars today. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, so that means he made like six hundred and ninety dollars a week. And yeah. he's teaching at a Philadelphia public school, so who knows <laughs> if, if he's really plus or minus that. <laughs> in my heart of hearts, I would hope that in the event that it really was too much money, he could go to Feeney and say, Hey, right. I right, you right, right. tricked me. I really can't do this. I, I would hope that Feeney would yeah, be like, yeah. Yes, I did. You can pay me half or right. whatever. He's a man, he's, he's a good man. He wouldn't just steal. Like all that. if he really doesn't want to <laughs> yeah. yeah. For sure. No, right. no, no. 
no. At least we hope not. Okay. Well, okay. Oh, what yeah. I don't the project, yeah. though, at the end? Does Corey's sick? Does Does Missy do the project by herself? Does she switch to get Topanga's a partner? Because, oh, I mean, let's watch I would not episode. be okay with that Show if I were Topanga. Topanga and Missy have to be the partners. I know. Or does Topanga go with Trini and then Missy goes with Feeny? It's true. I just want to know. We, I want to know how Topanga reacts. When we she don't in any way wrap up this history project. If yeah. we, if we're to assume that Corey has to go back to work with Missy again, like that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yep. You're right. Good point. Just leave that one floating. Yeah. This but episode does not resolve. Want more well. resolution? <sighs> Feels like it should have been a two-parter. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. Well, good chat. This was a good time. <laughs> All that's enjoy. Sick. Yeah, yeah, no, it was good to I feel much better about it now. I like, I was like, <laughs> oh my god, I wonder what we're gonna talk about. Right. Like, we just, this is so much to unpack, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm glad All right. that we. Well, enjoy your lovely bit. week. Thanks for listening. <laughs> um, let us know what you think. Send us a send us a message. Yeah. Um, you know, do you think this episode is a dumpster fire, or maybe change our minds? Good luck. I would love <laughs> to see you try. I was going to say, I need, we're going to need a compelling argument. But if you really feel something about it, lines. let us know. And I promise not to respond mm-hmm. completely yeah. irate and to hear and understand your points best I can. And to refute them with science <laughs> and facts and evidence. And if nothing else, more yes. philosophy. Um, <laughs> but... Yes. Uh, check us out online on social media, Correct. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at the Feeny Call. Send us a message on Instagram. is a great way to get a hold of us. And keep up the good social distancing work out mm-hmm. there. Stay safe. Stay well. Um, watch out for yes. sneaky closets. Bears. <laughs> what? Did you say watch out for oh. bears? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess watch yeah, out for bears, too. <laughs> and uh, class dismissed.